Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our One Earth podcast. And this is your host for the day, Nemeth Singh. This episode is brought to you by the MASH Project Foundation in partnership with Fashion Revolution India. The One Earth series by MASH is an initiative where we bring together perspectives from leading industry experts working across sectors who are set out to make a difference in climate, sustainability, and ESG, mainly through research, webinars, and podcasts. The fashion industry needs to be revamped, keeping the planet in mind. When we shop in our favorite store thousands of miles from the factories, the clothing was made in. It can be challenging for the consumers to understand the impact that the fashion industry has on the environment and social aspects. However, it is time we understand that the fashion industry can improve and use the resources that are already available. So in today's episode, we talk about circular fashion and best practices that can be adopted by the industry and its consumers for a sustainable future. Today, we have a very special guest with me, Ms. Shruti Singh. Shruti is a sustainability expert with over a decade's experience working at the intersections of education, fashion, and public policy. She's the country head at Fashion Revolution India and is the founder of Designing Futures. She was part of the global research team for the Fashion Transparency Index 2021 and is the author of a policy report on reimagining the craft economy post-COVID-19 and the co-author of Gender Equity and its Impact on Sustainability in Cotton Farming India. Hello, Shruti. How are you doing today? And welcome to One Earth Podcast. Hi, Nemeth. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing great. Um, and I'm really excited to talk to you today. That's good. That's good to hear. We are so happy to have you on our podcast too. So Shruti, since you've been working in the field of sustainable fashion for long and with the experience that you have gained so far, could you discuss what the real problems lie with the fashion industry and uh, coming from like on ground and the experience that you have? Fashion is the world's third largest manufacturing sector and directly employs about 75 million people throughout its value chain. And I'm not counting um, a lot of craftsmen in India because uh, between 20 million to 200 million, we have different numbers stating the number of art artisans and craftspeople we have who contribute to the manufacturing of clothes, textiles, the fashion that we wear today. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, the fashion industry is also responsible for 10% of annual global carbon emissions. Um, that's more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. 20% um, of wastewater worldwide comes from fabric dyeing and treatment. And every year, half a million tons of plastic microfibers are dumped into the ocean. That's roughly equivalent to 50 billion plastic bottles. I can go on and on about the harmful impact of fashion, but you get the idea that fashion is costing our planet um, and the current practices are unsustainable for our ecosystem. The fashion industry's operating model is also getting impacted by the problem of, um, you know, the stepping up pace of design and production. If you asked your parents or your grandparents how often they bought clothes or what prompted them to buy, the answer would be, once or twice a year, when they needed them, when the seasons were changing, when the sizes changed. Today, brands are making new collections every week. From four season collections a decade ago, now we have collections dropping in every single week with the 
introduction of fast fashion. As a result, people are buying more but using less and more clothes end up in the landfills and less than 1% clothes are recycled. So everything that is said to be recyclable doesn't actually get recycled because we don't have comprehensive systems as yet. Today, we are living in an era of ultra-fast fashion. There are online retailers like Shein adding 6,000 new items to its site every 24 hours. And those items cost less than 300 rupees. When you think about the raw materials cost, shipping, marketing, everything has gone up. But you see the price of the garment is getting cheaper. So do the math. It seems impossible that you can buy a t-shirt for a price less than a sandwich. If you aren't paying the cost, then someone someone, somewhere else is paying that cost. And that brings me to the human side of fashion. Global brands outsource their production to countries where labor is cheaper and legislations are not strong. Um, garment workers are not paid living wages and they work in hazardous environments and are exploited. We don't see these parts of the supply chain um, as transparency is non-existent. Most brands don't even disclose where they're getting their um, clothes made from. So their tier one factories are not disclosed. So looking at all of this, we need a fundamental shift in the way fashion is being consumed and produced. Um, the issues in the fashion industry obviously never fall on one person or one brand or one company to solve. With systemic and cultural change, um, fashion industry can lift millions of people out of poverty and give them decent and dignified livelihoods. Um, fashion also has the power to conserve and restore our living planet. So thank you so much for sharing these insights and especially with those facts, Shruti. I think they're quite awakening. And uh, this also brings me to my next question, which is, uh, as you discussed the problems, you know, uh, in the early question. So what are the essential uh, solutions or practices uh, that are required, you know, that you can elaborate on? There's a lot that needs to change and uh, there's a lot that has been happening, which is very, very positive and hopeful. Uh, the global fashion supply chains are complex. They're fragmented, deregulated and opaque. So a lack of visibility of supply chains allows exploitative, unsafe working conditions and environmental damage to thrive. For example, 96% uh, of, of the brands reviewed um, in the Fashion Transparency Index of 2022 don't even disclose the number of workers who are employed in their supply chains. So when brands publicly disclose information, it allows anyone to scrutinize their policies, hold them accountable for their claims, and helps you advocate for positive change. So that's the first change or a solution that I want to talk about is transparency. Transparency is a necessary solution to build um, systemic changes in the fashion industry and bring all of these issues to light, help people solve these problems and share best practices. Second is uh, moving from a linear to a circular economy. The linear economy, as you know, is uh, made on take, make and dispose model and follows the process of design to disposal with lots of waste, pollution and access uh, products at every stage in the pipeline. The circular fashion economy, if built on re regenerative system that helps you 
close the loop um, by focusing on turning waste into renewable materials and energy, uh, reducing the fashion industry's harmful, harmful imp impact on the um, environment. The circular fashion industry encompasses the entire product life cycle where fashion products can be designed with um, keeping resource efficiency in mind, built with non-toxic products, have an element of biodegradability and recyclability in it. So that's very important and almost um, crucial to the next steps that we are building uh, fashion in. So people are coming up with a lot of techniques, with a lot of technology that will enable uh, this shift from linear to circular economy. And that's a very powerful solution uh, and encompasses all the elements of sustainability that we talk about often. The third solution is on public policy. Policies are a very powerful way to bring radical shift in fashion systems. The world is realizing that depending on um, voluntary mechanisms of disclosure will push push the change, but at a, at a slower rate than is required considering the climate um, emergency. So new policies are being introduced and deliberated in the textile field, which is very heartwarming. Um, and we're looking forward to some of them coming to light, like uh, the New York Fashion Sustainability and so Social Accountability Act. Um, and the Fabric Act. Um, there's also Good Clothes Fair Pay campaign, which is demanding living wage legislation across the garment and textile and footwear sector. Um, recently, um, I want to talk about the power of policy. So recently, the Dutch mar market regulator investigated H&M for their sustainability claims on their website. Mm -hmm. And they found them to be misleading to the consumers. Um, so they they took a strict tone of um, you know, action on them um, and said, this is not okay. Uh, and post that, many brands were seen to pull back on their sustainability collections and claims with the fear of scrutiny, which indicates that maybe their sustainability collections were not as ethical and good for the planet as they claimed to be. So policies can be a powerful enabler to real, lasting, authentic change. I also feel that governments and industry stakeholders can incentivize and support entrepreneurs developing solutions to fashion's biggest problems, uh, whether it's innovative techniques, uh, there are new materials which are being uh, developed, which don't uh, impact the environment as negatively as our traditional materials do, and processes which uh, are regenerative in nature. Um, and I feel technology is so crucial in scaling solutions and, um, you know, um, they need these entrepreneurs, these solutions need uh, an ecosystem to support them to move forward. And lastly, I would like to talk about education and advocacy, and that's something we also do a lot. So both on the production side and the consumer side, raising awareness about what sustainability is, simplifying the aspect of sustainability because it can seem like a very daunting topic. It's complex. Uh, there are new things, new practices, new policies emerging every day. So raising awareness about um, A, the harmful impact of fashion on people and planet, and B, on what new good things, good practices, ethical approach that you can use while designing your collections, while buying clothes, um, is very, very important. 
So introducing the concept of sustainability at schools, colleges, workplaces can help build a sustainable mindset, not, not just towards fashion, but everything else, uh, all the other sectors as well. And I feel this is particularly important for the young and emerging uh, designers because um, they are the ones who are going to design the future collections. And if they start thinking about sustainability from the design and idea stage itself, then I'm very confident that we'll be able to uh, power circular um, economy in fashion. Those are some really nice suggestions, uh, Shruti, and I mean, solutions to, you know, such uh, such an issue and such a crisis, in fact. And in fact, I was also reading, um, I just came across an article and I was reading how, um, in terms of pre-consumer waste, how government regulations can actually prevent uh, pre-consumer textile waste to go on landfills and, you know, organizations work, I mean, these big companies can partner up with organizations that can take up pre-consumer waste and probably um, uh, give it to fashion schools or boutiques and they could, you know, up, up uh, crafters who upcycle um, such waste. So I think these solutions are very much uh, needed. And we're uh, moving on to the last segment of our podcast, um, which is also for our listeners. So according to you, Shruti, how do you feel consumers can play an immense role in solving this issue of fashion pollution? Consumers and people who love fashion like me, I love fashion. <laughs> um, we have an important role to play in moving the needle towards sustainability. Um, research shows that consumers are buying more clothes every year and using them less which means up to 90% of our wardrobes are either underutilized or have pieces that haven't been worn in years. While on the other side, we see a, you know production is increasing because more and more people want those clothes. So choosing sustainable fashion doesn't need to be a big radical step, uh, but a series of small steps and small changes that have the power to compound over time. So I would say to everyone who's thinking about taking that step towards sustainability, start with your wardrobes. The most sustainable garment is the one already in your closet. So reuse it, rewear it, mend it when it needs fixing, when it's broken. Uh, swap it with a friend, uh, with your classmates, with people uh, around you when you don't um, want to use it any longer. Buy secondhand instead of buying new because when you extend the life of a garment which has already used the Earth's resources when it was produced, that can have an impact on the planet um, positively. So buying pre-loved garments can actually save um, you know, uh, carbon emissions by six times the weight of the garment. So every time you choose to buy pre-loved, uh, it helps the planet. At, at a time when consumption is accelerating beyond planetary limits, to extend the use of our clothes, using them more often, can itself be a very, very powerful act. And if you do have to buy new, buy from brands that practice planet positive ethics. Um, I know a roadblock to consuming mindfully is greenwashing by brands uh, where they are claiming to be more environmentally um, friendly and less harmful than they actually are. And that's why when I spoke about transparency, that will play a big role but do read the label 
see how much your brand is disclosing about the materials that they are use, using. Are those materials good for the planet? Uh, do I need to dry clean the garment or do I need to wash the garment? How often does it require upkeep? At Fashion Revolution, we encourage consumers to also ask their favorite brands who made my clothes and be curious about what's in my clothes. These sound like simple questions and every year more and more people are asking their brands how their clothes are being made. Are the garment workers being paid fairly? Are their favorite clothes harming the planet? And each year we've seen more brands joining the conversation to respond to these questions. So when consumers ask powerful questions, it is an indication to the brand that consumers care about the chemicals that are going into their clothes. They care about the microplastics that will get released into the environment. They care about biodiversity. And that collective consciousness of consumers around the globe is effective in shifting production policies um, and practices which are better for the planet's future. So go on, be curious, find out new things and do something about it. You have the power. That was so good to hear. Thank you so much, Shruti. It was lovely talking to you and listening to your insightful experiences and knowledge. So if you liked our podcast, then do like and share with your friends. You can also visit our social media handles for more such content. Do not forget to follow MASH Project on social media. I hope we all opt for sustainable choices to fight against climate change. And with that note, we would like to bid goodbye to you all. See you in the next episode. So, yes. <laughs>